The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is good, everybody? I'm Rob Stats Guerrera, and welcome to SB Nation's Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. This is the show where you will find out exactly what happened in every game that was played on Sunday, but before we do, we want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And let's start with the last game played on Sunday. If you didn't stay up to watch the Ravens and the Browns, honestly, you didn't miss much. This game was 6-3 to Baltimore in the third quarter until Lamar Jackson did this. Jackson takes the snap. Pressure's coming. Cloudy almost got him. He's rolling back to the 35-yard line. Throws as he's hit. He throws to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Ravens. Middle of the field of Mark Andrews, who came back to make the touchdown reception. It's a 13-yard touchdown officially, but it was about a 37-yard pass from Lamar Jackson. Tom McCarthy and Ross Tucker on Westwood one on the call. That touchdown was the only one the Ravens would score in the game, but it would be enough as they edged the Browns 13-10. This was a sloppy game all around. The teams combined for six total turnovers, including a career-high four picks by Lamar Jackson. He is the first quarterback to win and throw four picks in a game since 2015, but the win means the Ravens move to 8-3 and three on the season and gives them the top seed in the AFC, while the Browns fall to 6-6 six and six this this year and just cannot find any consistency. They have now alternated losses and wins in each of the last six weeks. Let's go to the not-quite-frozen tundra of Lambeau Field in a matchup of two of the NFC's best offenses. It was actually the Packers' defense that provided the difference on Sunday. Stafford, tight pocket, hit as he throws left side, it's yes! intercepted! Down yes! the right sidelines, Douglas to the house, high-stepping, touchdown, Green Bay, and a third quarter, it's 36-17. Wayne Larravee and Larry McCarron on the Packers radio network with the call. Green Bay gets 300-plus yards and two touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers and that pick six. They topped the Rams 36-28. The Packers bounced back from their loss against the Vikings last week and have never lost consecutive games in three years with Matt LaFleur as their head coach. The Rams have lost three straight games, however, thanks to three turnovers in this one that led to 16 Packer points. Matt Stafford also has a pick six in three straight games. That is the longest streak since Matt Schaub had four straight games with a pick six 
eight years ago. The Rams fall to 7-4 and four on the year, but the good news is they get the Jags next week, so hopefully all will be well if you are a Rams fan. In San Francisco, the Niners and Vikings were tied at 14 at halftime, and then all hell broke loose. The two teams combined for six scores and 32 points in the third quarter, and then nothing in the fourth quarter. The Vikings actually had a chance to tie it up down eight midway through the fourth, but they turned the ball over on downs twice in the last nine minutes, including once at the 49ers' three-yard line. San Francisco gets the 34-26 to win. The 49ers continued their dominance on the ground in this one, running for a season high 208 yards in the game, including 133 from Elijah Mitchell and 66 from wide receiver Debo Samuel. After the game, Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer said the 49ers hold on every play, and tight end George Kittle responded by saying, If you're going to sit on the sideline and complain about holding the whole time, I tell you guys to make better plays. With the win, San Francisco has now won three straight games and is 6-5 and five on the year. And, oh, by the way, they are the sixth seed in the NFC. The Vikings, meanwhile, dropped to seventh at 5-6. and six. In New England, the Patriots were relying on their defense on the leg of kicker Nick Folk with a 19-13 lead late in the third quarter, and then Kendrick Bourne broke it open. Jones is back in the pocket, throws down the middle, caught by Bourne, running room to the outside Ooh. as he carries to the 30, oh, nice continues down the sideline, it's what 15, away from a defender, into the end zone! Touchdown! Oh. run after the catch, touchdown Patriots! Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak on 98.5, the Sports Hub Patriots radio network on the call. Bourne ended up with two touchdowns on the day, and Nick Folk kicked five field goals in the Patriots' 36-13 win. Defense continues to be the name of the game for New England. They forced four turnovers on the day and held Ryan Tannehill to just 93 yards passing. And you can't even chalk this up to Derrick Henry being gone because Tennessee had not won but two 100-yard rushers in the game in Dontrell Hilliard and Dante Foreman. Nonetheless, the Titans are now 8-4 and four on the season. Let's go to Indianapolis now, where the Colts were up by 10, 24-14 at halftime, but the Buccaneers came storming back after the break and had a 31-24 lead midway through the fourth quarter. The Colts tied the game at 31 on a Jonathan Taylor touchdown with three and a half minutes left, but that, of course, is way too much time for Tom Brady. Tampa works the ball down the field and got everything they needed, thanks to Leonard Fournette. Here's the snap. Brady has the ball off, running to the left. Here's Fournette inside the 25. Stiff arm to the 20. On his feet to the 15, 10. 5-3-2-1. Touchdown, Leonard Fournette. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, is that the dagger? I hope so with 20 seconds left. Buccaneers radio network on the call. Despite that touchdown with 20 seconds left, the Colts still had a chance in this one thanks to a 72-yard kick return from Isaiah Rodgers. But Carson Wentz threw a desperation pick two plays later, and the Bucs get the win 38-31. After the game, their coach Bruce Arians said, quote, it wasn't pretty the first 30, but it was real pretty the second 30. The victory improves Tom Brady's lifetime record against Indy to 16-4 and and improves the Bucs' season record to 8-3 and on the year. The Colts turned the ball over five total times. Not surprisingly, they lost. They are now 6-6 six and six this season. In Cincinnati, don't look now, but the Bengals are legitimate playoff contenders. Joe Mixon rushed for a career-high 165 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Burrow chipped in two tutties of his own, and Cincy crushed the Steelers 41-10. It is their biggest victory over Pittsburgh since 1989, when they also won 41-10. The win gives the Bengals their first season sweep of the Steelers since 2009, and Pittsburgh is struggling. They dropped to 5-5 five and five on the year after the game. Head coach Mike Tomlin said, quote, we've got a lot of work in front of us. We make no excuses. We see no comfort. We stunk it up today. 
Speaking of stinking it up, what happened to the Chargers this week? They are coming off a great win against the Steelers, but Justin Herbert and company, just not quite a sharp Sunday against the Broncos. Denver will rush four this time, not five. Quick throw to Eckler, deflected and intercepted. Pass your 10 down the left sideline. This may be a house call. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Denver. 70 yards. Dave Logan on KOA, Denver on the call. That pick six put Denver up 28-7, to and they would go on to stun the Chargers 28-13. to L.A. had the ball for over 14 minutes in the third quarter, but they came away with no points as their two drives ended with a missed field goal and an interception in the end zone. By the way, how about this little nugget? Patrick Sertain, the seconds, first career touchdown. You just heard it. Pick six in Denver. His father, Patrick Sertain, his last career touchdown was a pick six in, you guessed it, Denver. Vic Fangio's bunch is now 6-5 and five this year. They play a huge game against the Chiefs next week. How huge, you ask? Well, it just got flexed into Sunday night football, so there you go. The Chargers, also 6-5 and five on the year. They go to Cincinnati this week. How much fun is that game going to be? In New Jersey, the Giants retired Michael Strahan's number 92 at halftime, and their defense rose to the occasion in this one, forcing four total turnovers and smothering the Eagles in a 13-7 win. Philly had a chance late in this one, but Jalen Rager dropped two potential touchdowns inside the final minute of the game, and Philly came up short. Jalen Hurts definitely wants a mulligan on this one. He had thrown five picks all year coming into Sunday. He threw three against the Giants. Speaking of Big Blue, a lot of people were hoping their offense would be better after they fired coordinator Jason Garrett. Well, they only scored 13 points, but they did manage to keep the ball for more than 32 minutes. So, like, that's something, right? In Miami, the Dolphins gave their fans a glimpse of exactly how things are supposed to be with Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Waddell dicing up a defense. Tua, 230 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Waddell, nine catches for 137 yards and a score. The Dolphins destroyed the Panthers, 33-10. to How bad was it? Well, Cam Newton was pulled in the fourth quarter. This might have been the worst start of his career. He completed just five of 21 passes for 92 yards and he threw two picks. It all added up to a quarterback rating of just 5.8, which is, of course, the worst of his career. Miami has now won four straight. They are the sixth team in NFL history to immediately follow a 1-7 and start with four consecutive wins. The Panthers, meanwhile, have lost seven of their last nine games. They fall to 5-7. and seven. In Houston, number two overall pick Zach Wilson was back for the Jets, and he sure didn't make it easy on himself. The Texans jumped out to a 14-3 lead in the second quarter, but the Jets would score 17 unanswered points. They take the game 21-14. Wilson on the day, not great. 14 of 24, 145 yards, and an ugly, ugly interception where he tried to flip a ball to a running back who wasn't paying attention. He also did have a rushing touchdown midway through the fourth quarter that did put the Jets ahead for good. And finally, the Falcons hadn't scored a touchdown in two straight games, but they found the perfect remedy for that in the Jaguars' defense. Cordero Patterson returned from an ankle injury and scored two rushing touchdowns himself. That led Atlanta to the 21-14 win. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please follow the SB Nation NFL show and leave us a five-star rating and a review. If you like what you hear, the best thing you can do to support us is to leave us a rating and review. I promise you, we will read it on the show. Enjoy your week, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.